Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for today's show. Now, before we do get started, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. If you like listening to us on a podcast player, there's a link down below in the description where you'll find all the available podcast players that the show is on. And finally, if you'd like to support the show, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, there's a link down below for buymeacoffee.com, and you can do it through that link. So now that's all said and done, let's Let's jump into the top four stories doing the rounds here in Thailand today. Now, before actually I get into that, I just wanted to go through the daily traffic accidents report for the 19th of May 2023 because I think it's important that people understand the catastrophes that are on the roads here in Thailand. So as of the 19th, and that's as in yesterday, there was 1,597 injuries on the road and 29 people lost their lives. So that is exactly what went on on the roads yesterday. Now for the annual data for the year, there's been over 308,000 injuries with 5,981 deaths this year. And that is far too much. So if you're on the roads, guys, if you're thinking of renting a motorbike, bear all this in mind before you do go out there because it's very, very, very dangerous. But moving along, and let's jump into the first story of today. Indian tours in road rage incident. A Thai cannabis vendor fought with an Indian tourist over a road rage incident in Pattaya last night. The man stabbed the tourist in the chest and put him in the hospital. The 25-year-old man, Mr. Nantawat Siramarat, was promptly arrested by Pattaya police after stabbing the Indian tourist only identified as Mr. Gulshan, aged 25 below his left chest. The violence took place last night on Soi Patia 16 in the Nongpru sub-district. Patia police and Sawang Boraban rescuers rushed to the incident site to aid the injured Indian man and arrest Mr. Nantawat. The suspect suffered cuts on his right hand and bruises on his body. Law enforcement confiscated a knife believed to be the weapon used in the assault from him and provided him with first aid before taking him to Pattaya police station. The Indian tourist on the other hand was rushed to a nearby hospital by Good Samaritans before the authorities reached the location. Fortunately his injuries were not fatal. During questioning with police, Nantawat said he was a cannabis vendor operating on Patia Walking Street. He said his vehicle grazed with the Indian man on the road and they both stopped their vehicle to talk, but the situation escalated to a physical altercation. Mr. Gulshan reportedly trampled on Nantawat's items that had fallen to the ground while they both fought. Enraged, Nantawat decided to draw a knife that he said was always in his pocket and stabbed the foreign tourist in the left chest. Local media interviewed an unidentified eyewitness and reported that the two men stopped their vehicles and suddenly started exchanging punches in the middle of the road. They saw the suspect getting overpowered and resorted to drawing a knife to stab the Indian man. Police are pursuing legal action against Nantawat. So there's just a little bit of a, well, advice. You know what? If you get in an altercation here, don't start fighting. Because here in Thailand, you never know what they're going to pull out. A knife, a gun we've seen in the past, or any kind of weapon that they might have in the car. So you know what? If something does happen and there is an altercation on the street, simply pull over to the side of the road and call the police and let them deal with it. But don't get involved yourself. Now moving along. Decree delaying anti-torture law has been shot down. The Constitutional Court on Thursday ruled by a majority that an executive decree postponing the enforcement of key provisions of the law against torture and enforced disappearances was unconstitutional. 
In its 8-1 to ruling, the court said the decree, which sought to postpone the enforcement of Section 22-25 to of the Prevention and Suppression of Torture and Enforced Disappearance Act until October 1 this year, violated Section 172 of the Constitution. The ruling was sought by a group of 100 former MPs in late February via the House Speaker following concerns that the decree postponing the four sections could fall foul of the Charter. The Act was published in the Royal Gazette on October 25th last year and was set to take effect on February 22nd after more than 14 years of campaigning. It was hailed as a milestone in combating torture, ill-treatment and enforced disappearance in the country. However, the Royal Thai Police submitted a petition to the Ministry of Justice urging it to defer enforcing the law as to allow police and related agencies more time to prepare for its enforcement. The Royal Thai Police cited a lack of equipment, skills and standard guidelines as the reason for their petition, while further claiming that enforcement of the law under current circumstances would cause more harm. The Cabinet issued the Executive Decree in February 19th this year to delay enforcement of the four provisions, sparking an outcry from human rights groups. When a special House meeting was held to deliberate the decree, the session was cut short as government MPs decided to ask the Constitutional Court to rule on the validity. Opposition MPs who vowed to vote against the decree slammed coalition MPs for their move, saying it was a tactic to avoid the bill being voted down. During the debate, several government and opposition MPs voiced their disagreement with the delayed enforcement because the authorities concerned had been given four months to prepare after the law was passed by the House. And that has been on the books for quite a long time. And I remember when this happened in February, the police were citing things like, well, we don't have body cams and we don't know, haven't done training. And people just saw this as a stalling tactic. Basically, the law and what the sections that they've left out relate to was when they take people into custody. They're obliged to tell you where these people are. But what the police here in Thailand were doing was they weren't. So you couldn't find out where people were being interrogated or taken. And that's part of this provision is that they have to, by law, disclose publicly where these people are. And these are parts of the provision that they wanted to defer which makes you really, really wonder what exactly the police here were up to. But nevertheless, it's good to see that the court agreed that what the Thai government did under an emergency decree was completely illegal. And now that the provisions are now in play and police have to actually follow the law that was set out in these. And I think this is a good step forward for the country, especially after the recent election, which I think will bring more clarity to laws and hopefully we'll start to see things being more enforced here in the country. And talking about the election, more senators back Peter's bid to be the prime minister. A bit of good news. A growing number of senators are rallying behind Move Forward Party leader Pita Limjanarat's bid for Prime Minister, citing the people's mandate shown in Sunday's election and the Move Forward Party's increased chance of forming a government. Senator Satip Limpong Pan had pledged support for a government coalition which manages to secure more than 250 House seats, or half of all the seats at stake. He joins at least 14 other senators reportedly gearing to back Mr. Peter's bid to become a Prime Minister. An MFP-led alliance has so far gathered 313 seats from eight parties as it works to build a government bloc. The next step is to win at least 376 votes in the 750-seat parliament, which comprises of 500 MPs and 250 senators. To make up the shortfall, the alliance will need to tap into parties outside the bloc and senators. 
Concerns were mounting as the MFP had been fiercely critical of interbloc parties calling them pro-dictatorship as well as the coup-appointed Senate. But some members from the Democratic Party, which is not a part of the MFT-led coalition, have said they were lobbying to back Mr. Peter for the premiership in the spirit of preserving democracy. Mr. Satit said he had listened to the MFP's policies and found them to be clear enough to support. Senator Praprasi has also indicated that she would throw her support behind Mr. Peter's bid for the premiership. Wanchai Sorensiri, an outspoken senator, denied opposing Mr. Peter's bid, saying he was misunderstood. He vowed to elect anyone able to muster more than half of the votes in the House of Representatives as premier. However, Mr. Wanchai insisted he could not speak for other senators who might have doubts over Mr. PETA or the MFP, although he thought any unsettling issues could be talked through before the premiership's election in the next two to three months. A major sour point several senators have with the MFP is the party's stance to amend or repeal the hypersensitive Section 112 of the Criminal Code or the Less Majeste Law. Senator Derek Kritt said he would respect the people's mandate and congratulated Mr. Peter for the MFP's election success after grabbing 151 out of 500 seats. He said if possible Mr. Peter should clarify the MFP's stance on section 112 and spell out whether the parties intend to change or cancel the law altogether. If it plans to amend it, the party must explain how it will go about it, he said. The Senate might also invite Mr. Peter to give an explanation, he added. So it does look like he is slowly gathering the seats necessary to be elected Prime Minister. Now, it's not over and it's certainly not a done deal, though I have heard that some Democratic Party members, uh, I think they have about 24, 25 seats, are going to support him. So that's a very good thing. So he needs now people from this junta-appointed Senate to help him out. Now, it's also very good to hear that some of these guys are actually listening to what the people of this country have asked for. They've asked for change. And with the two biggest parties that got the most votes being Puatai and move forward. That says to them that enough people in this country want change. In relation to the 112 uh, law or the Les Majeste law, they have not said they want to repeal the law. They said they want to amend the law. They want to amend certain parts of the law. And I think based on some of the stories that we've seen recently, as in a 14-year-old girl being put in jail for 51 days, right, because of something she wrote on the internet, is maybe reason why things like this need to be looked at and maybe modified so that especially children are not caught up in this kind of political nonsense. Look, if you want to have a law that's up to the country itself and what it wants to do, but as far as I would be concerned and as far as the way I'd be thinking, if people have voted for the Move Forward Party with the numbers that they have, knowing the policies that they have put forward and the things they want to change, then that would say to me that a lot of people would be in favour of changing these things. Of course, another way to do it would be to simply put it up for a referendum in the country and allow the people of the country to decide whether or not they want to amend, repeal, or keep it the same way as it is. Now, that to me would also be a sensible way to do things and give people, the people of Thailand, the chance to voice their opinion. But, as I said, it is positive to see that there are some senators changing their mindset in relation to the leader of the MFP. 
whether you know to vote him in as prime minister i think to me he comes across as a highly intelligent guy he comes across as a guy who ha- who loves his country who wants to see his country change for the better who wants to see a change from these old ways of doing things to being more modern and seeing a real future for thailand and i think that's what people bought into into the election and i do hope i do hope he does become prime minister because i think we don't want to see the old status quo anymore here in the country i think thai people are sick and tired of it and of course that's why they voted for the move forward party and finally former thai embassy clerk has been arrested for visa fraud a former employee of the thai embassy in beijing has been arrested for dishonestly issuing the wrong type of visa to chinese students coming to study in thailand and pocketing the difference in the visa fees Police Major General Montri, the Crime Suppression Division Commander, said the man was arrested by CSD police at Swanapum Airport on Tuesday night. His name has not been released. He said while the man was working as a clerk at the Thai Embassy in Beijing under a temporary employment contract, nine Chinese students intending to travel to Thailand to study at the Pundit University applied for a non-immigrant visa. The man instead issued them tourist visas and kept a difference in payment for himself. A non-immigrant visa cost more than a tourist visa. The foreign ministry investigated the matter before filing a complaint with the CSD. A court warrant was subsequently issued for his arrest. He was charged with forging official international travel documents. He denied the charge. And yet again, I don't, I believe this is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to some of these embassy staff. I know of instances over the last couple of months and friends, work colleagues and people like that who have gone down to various embassies, whether it's in Malaysia or other countries, where there is very, very strange things going on between visa agents and embassy staff and what looks like some kind of a form of corruption taking place where they're trying to deny visas to people with legitimate paperwork and who have the right to apply and telling them that they'll need to pay extra fees to be able to get their visa and I, I've seen this in two people I've known I are two people I know so yes I know what's happening I think this kind of thing needs to be really stamped out because I mean it's not it's not like it's happening in Thailand it's now happening outside of Thailand and I think it's a, a very it's a black stain on on embassies around the world if this kind of thing is going on and ambassadors in these embassies need to take a hard look and investigate what is going on and ensure everything in these embassies is above board and that is it for today guys thanks again for tuning in for the top four stories doing the rounds here in thailand delighted you're able to join us and we'll talk to you in the next couple of days have a great weekend and stay safe But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.